What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is almost here and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with a beach. I always make packing harder than it needs to be, but this year I'm doing all of my summer shopping at Macy's. I can find everything I need from bathing suits, sandals, summer dresses, shorts, even towels and sunscreen at Macy's. Whether you're packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need. You can shop top brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals mother's milk comes in. Mother's milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Cosman and I Radio Podcast. You're about to start your movie. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. Thanks, babe. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I When I got the offer, I'm, I... Um, I looked at it and I started crying because I was like, nope, good things don't happen. Not this year. <laughs> Not this year. Not up in nice here. Nice try, Satan. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that nice spam that you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Straight to straight yep. to trash. <laughs> nice try. And then I saw Nashville. I was like, oh, someone's being dirty with me. <laughs> <laughs> They're really going the extra mile to mess with me. Someone's really not being nice to me right now. Um, but yeah, no, it's super excited. It's we're filming a little a little northwest of town, uh, but I'm so pumped. But um, yeah, but I got my COVID testing the other day, and we have to get it like every other day. So I'm just pumped. A lot of sticks up your nose. <laughs> that sounds like fun. How are you? Are you are you excited to be the man of the M- month, <laughs> Mr. Mom? Absolutely. No, you. That's where I do best. You're more than Mr. Mom. I know that, but anyways, more importantly. I've had this topic on my brain for the last week. Wait, time out. I'm sorry. Should we introduce Easton and Danielle? Because they're back. Oh, yeah. We have to. Easton? Easton. Hi. Hi. Easton's back. Easton's back. And Danielle is now going to be hopefully with us as well. Say hello, Danielle. Hi. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what Mike is going to say. So please enlighten all of us. Okay, yeah, this is a conversation for all of us. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited. And it came up when I was at my uh, my buddy's bachelor party a weekend ago. 
or two weekends ago, I guess now. And the, we were sitting around the camp, a fire one night, smoking a cigar, having a drink, and the alien, the aliens, the topic of aliens came up. <laughs> That's funny. You're like, ah, aliens. Aliens. And it, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I'm not. Really? Not really. No. Okay. But when it comes to aliens, those mother effers exist in my mind. Okay. There's not, and I've been going deep into podcasts. Like Joe Rogan had this guy, George Knapp and uh, Jeremy Corbell. Okay. I just started watching the Bob Lazar Netflix documentary that Jeremy Corbell is the director, producer, and writer on. And this guy, Bob Lazar, who in the 80s basically blew the whistle on Area 51. Okay. Like he exposed it. Yeah, essentially. He went okay. to this place. What do you mean essentially? Like, give me all the facts. We need the facts. I'm still learning all the facts. Okay, well, give me the... Bob give Lazar me, give worked, me the... on, worked at this place called S4. Site 4. S4. Which was like an Area 51, like an unknown government site in north of Vegas in Nevada. Copy. Okay? He, he said that at S4, they had nine UFOs. Spaceships, essentially saucers. Okay, some saucer. Such a funny word. Yeah, saucer. <laughs> some were for, were functional. Others were bits and pieces. His sole job, so they compartmentalized the people working on these things. His sole job was to work on the propulsion and basically reverse engineer the propulsion mechanism that these UFOs used to fly. Yes. Question. Uh, were there aliens inside the UFO? Like, did he see aliens inside no, the UFOs? No, he just saw the, them flying in the air. No, he just saw them in the base. Oh. And he worked on them. Oh. Okay. okay. But the people who worked on propulsion couldn't talk to the people that worked on the electronics, that couldn't talk to the people that worked on whatever. So they kept them all very compartmentalized. So basically, I'm still, again, I'm still learning about all of this and like how deep it goes. But. He said that it, it couldn't be anything that the te- the technology didn't exist for us to have it. So it's not like ours and we just haven't released the technology. It's not Russia's and we they just haven't released the technology. It's a physical impossibility for us to have this technology because we can't even replicate it yet. So anyways, this just gets me in my whole, my, gets me going down a wormhole of just aliens and do they exist? And, you know, you said the point that I said to my buddies last weekend, which is great. It's like, at this point, I almost want the government to come out and just, just tell us, or maybe that we even get invaded by aliens because what, <laughs> listen to me, what you better- You want us to be invaded by Listen aliens. to me for a second. What better- <laughs> Okay, we've had, we've had all, you know, black, you know, the Black Lives Matters, um, we've got COVID. Right. We've got I mean, everything else. It's twenty twenty. Right might as well invade us, aliens. If you're listening to this, if you're pick, picking up our so frequency, you're asking for twenty twenty to be invaded by aliens. Look, I'm just saying, what better to unite this effed up world right now than us realizing that we're not alone, and actually we are all the same. Again, if if we learn, like, if we learned of extraterrestrials and that we're not alone, it would un- it, it would have to unite us. That's what I said. I was like, I would hope that it would unite us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why I was so happy when you said that because I was like, that was ex- my exact point to all my buddies. I was like, I would really hope that that could unite us. If that couldn't unite us, <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> we got no shot. <laughs> do you think they have aliens? Like, remember in Independence Day, like, do you think there's aliens in the those little capsule things? Look, all I'm saying is 
the general physical description or image of an alien. Uh-huh. Fairly similar. Now, granted, in movies nowadays, they're kind of getting a little crazy with what they look like. But over the years, they've all been fairly similar. Do you think someone just just came up with that idea, like the big head and big eyes one day? Or did they see it? And that's what inspired them to start creating them that way. Easton, do you believe in aliens? I uh, I just watched E.T. for the first time last night, and that got me thinking. <laughs> I, I believe in them. <laughs> I don't know if... Uh, I've been reading a lot of stuff about how like there are extraterrestrial life forms here, but they're probably like microscopic and it's like bacteria and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't count That's that. That's boring. I want stuff yeah. that flies spaceships, no. but um, I don't know. I, I, I've watched the ancient alien show a couple of times and uh, that's full of crap. That's full, that one's full that, of crap. That I find extremely problematic because it's like, Hey, can't, can't people just have built the pyramids? <laughs> but um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, They've probably shown up at some point and then bailed because we're such a low life form. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's a, and again, talk about movies. There's a movie called Contact and they had a quote in that movie that if you look up out in the night sky and see all those planets, it would be such a waste of universe to only have humans, you know? So right. there's got to be something exactly. else. It'd be, well a cra- it'd be a crazy theory to think that we're alone. Mm-hmm. It'd be appropriate that Earthlings would be so narcissist- narcissistic that we're like, nah, we're the only ones. <laughs> we're the best. Um, Danielle, girl's perspective, do you believe in aliens? 100%. There's a whole yes. galaxy out there and we haven't even explored every part of it. Like, right. of course there are. Do you think there's humans on other planets, like light years away? I don't think humans. I don't think people that are exactly like us, but I feel like the other planets have their own version of a human. That's so crazy. I know. And like those other humans in the other planets are like, I wonder if there's other people like us, mm-hmm. you know? I just want to know. Do you think the president knows or people in the office know if there's other life out there? Like someone in NASA knows, you know, like somebody, somebody in that organization definitely knows. I bet you the president has like some, he has to have some kind of intelligence. That's the first thing I would ask if I was president. <laughs> the first thing, no, no, I wouldn't care about anything else. First debriefing. Not All right, are there aliens, Bob? Aliens? <laughs> yes or no? No? Bullshit. Take me to Area Fifty One. Get Air Force One up here. Let's go. Maybe like, uh, sir, there is no aliens. <laughs> what? You're lying to me. Someone make me an hard. alien. Yeah. No, that would be. I think I'd be. Do you believe in abductions? That's an interesting one. Mm, I don't know. I don't believe in that. No? No. Hmm. I don't believe that people are getting butt probed and <laughs> all that. I don't know. Maybe that's how humans learned about anal sex. Who knows? Oh, my God. Easton, you're about to say something. Did you get butt probed? Uh, I mean, well, hey, you know, we all have wish lists and dreams and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, we, can all, we can all hope. Uh, I just watched in that there's that new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Um, Is that good? And they, they did. It, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the older one got crazier, but um, they, they did a thing about aliens and there was a case in the oh, 70s where in like, um, I think it was Ohio and like an alien craft allegedly entered the atmosphere and like there was like four different people in this like county that all saw the same thing, but they didn't know each other and they were like miles apart. So that got me thinking and I was like, oh man, maybe that maybe that's real. 
But then like we did, you know, my wife and I did some research and one of the other guys has had a lot of alien encounters. And mm. <laughs> sometimes I think like, oh, okay, well, maybe this guy. Just another Tuesday for him. Exactly. Exactly. Like he, he yeah. claimed he had been brought aboard and like experimented on and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't, I feel like if they're going to abduct people, they'll probably just kill them when they're done. You know, like I don't think they're going to yeah. like abduct people and put them back. Like I know that's kind of harsh, but that's just, yeah. if, if I'm being pragmatic, I think that's what would happen. Yeah, I feel like that's that abductions are a little movie mm-hmm. yeah. skewed, but I do believe that there is life out there. I do believe I believe in ghosts. I believe in supernatural. I believe in all that. Do you believe in ghosts? Define ghosts. I, I believe in spirits. Do you believe that something could be haunted by a, a spirit? Because in a sense, that's a ghost, right? Yeah, I say that counts. Yeah, as much as that scares me, no. What? Like you don't believe in it? Like scary movies, like ghost movies. Uh huh. Like that stuff will scare me, only because it's jumpy. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna um, haunt your ass if I die before you. <laughs> then I, I will. If you die before me, I will believe in ghosts. <laughs> oh, you better believe it when you go. Sip of water. I'm going to smack it out of your hand. <laughs> you go on a date. I'm going to trip you. <laughs> Make me look like an idiot. Pull out my chair from under me. <laughs> I'm going to really F with you. <laughs> All right, Patrick Swayze. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, okay. I know we got a little off topic, but that was a great one. I mean, I don't even know what topic we were on, but that. No, that just was... aliens. It's just, you can go down a rabbit hole. No, it's so good though. Um, but we have um, Sarah Landry who's coming on the show today, and um, she's beautiful. She's um, very body positive. Um, inspirational story. Yeah, very inspirational sure. story. And um, so, yeah, so we're gonna have her on. But let's first take a break. Hey there! Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. 
Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sarah. Hi, Hi. how are you? Um, I'm Jana. This is my husband, Michael. Hello, hello. Um, You guys, so excited. We have Sarah Landry joining us on Wind Down. Sarah, I've been stalking you on Instagram for quite some time. Really? Get out. Really just love (laughs) you. awesome. I I love a good online crush. Like, do you ever go down that where you like find somebody or like, I need to, I need to unpack everything and you just go. So, and all of a sudden you're like, now it's gotten awkward because you get that to that point where you accidentally like something from like three years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Been there. Yeah. Like I'm, I've been going deep because it's like, you know, I've, um, I've definitely, um, seen you on some of my other friends podcasts and I was like oh like what's her situation she's beautiful and I want to like know more about you and um and and then I kind of started to like deep dive and well first of all congratulations because you're pregnant yay thank you yeah um (laughs) but why don't you fill in um our our listeners kind of your journey because you also have a podcast as well but um Mm -hmm. you know you're just you're very body positive um I appreciate you for that and I also appreciate too something that I've learned from my stalking is you know you you're divorced and how you almost didn't think that you were worthy of love um after that and I just I love just kind of the journey that you've been on to now this what seems like an Instagram perfect relationship so (laughs) I know that it probably is just so perfect right (laughs) Oh, always. Aren't they all? Aren't all relationships like permanent honeymoon? No, but like that's, it's kind of funny because I actually do really love social media now. I I have my moments with it, like any relationship, but I started 12 years ago blogging in the pits of motherhood. I had two toddlers. I was living six hours away from my family and felt isolated and blogs started to become this thing. And I really started to get feeling like I wasn't so alone. And it was just by connecting with other stories, by seeing other women do these things. But it was always about your houses and about your kids and all of these things around you. It wasn't really about us yet. And then Instagram happened. And I was now three times postpartum. I'd been overweight since I was 12. So 
all of a sudden these selfies that everyone was doing was highly uncomfortable for me. And I didn't want people to see my body. I had done a very good job at like hiding myself behind my kids in almost every existence I could. So when Instagram came about and that started to be a thing, my answer to it was, well, I'll just lose weight and then I'll feel better about myself. That's the story we're sold. And that's the story that seems to be perpetuated for my entire life. And I think I didn't realize that this is something that a lot of people have experienced that we always just assume to be in a thin body is to be in a happy body is to be in a happy relationship with yourself. But I didn't have access to proper nutritional guidance. I didn't have a gym membership or anybody kind of guiding me in a fitness journey. I had no money. I had no access to a second vehicle. I was a stay-at-home mom of now three kids. And all I could do was download an app, which told me to eat what basically a toddler should eat and to exercise as much as I possibly could. So when I started to lose weight, Instagram loved me for it. And I was so celebrated for it. And I ended up losing a hundred pounds quite rapidly. And it was, it, and I was so, so proud of that. But there was this dark cloud kind of around all of it, because first of all, this picture perfect home that I was talking about and this family I was showing was actually crumbling. We were about to get divorced after 11 years. I was moved into my mom's house, my mom and dad's house. So living with your parents at 30 with three kids, no job, no money. I didn't even have my own bank account. And guess what? I've now lost over a hundred pounds. I'm underweight. I'm struggling with disordered eating and I'm still anxious about my body. I still don't love my body. I still am in this place where I'm hiding behind my kids in pictures, where I'm not wanting to go out and exist in the world because of my body. And so it was kind of at the rock bottom of things. And while people are often like, you hear rock bottom and it sounds like the worst thing ever, I kind of looked at it like there's only one way up. This is a complete rebuild. And we're going to have to do this entirely different than what I've done before. I'm going to have to actually learn how to eat to nourish my body. I'm going to learn how to love my body in a way that is in action and not in feeling. And I'm going to have to start going through life in this really vulnerable way. And I started showing up as that online and everything kind of went from there. So, yeah. Where are you at now with, um, with, you know, now that you're pregnant are, do you, is it something where did you obsess about your weight or was it this, was it the food or what, what made you, um, what did you do when you went down that path? It was weird. Cause I, I probably should have gotten some proper help, but I'm a little bit of a DIYer this way. And that had been what I kept doing. And I honestly, at the time didn't really have the money. I was going through a divorce. All my money was going to a divorce and to rebuilding my life, to think of paying for caring for myself on top of that wasn't something that I even explored, but through enough conversations, I realized that even if I wasn't ever formally diagnosed with an eating disorder, I knew what I was doing was wrong. I knew that the only reason I was ever exercising was because I was trying to burn off something I ate. I never had this attitude around food where I felt safe with it. I always felt scared of it. I always felt anxious around it. Like it was a good, it almost like you create moral values. Like, and we do, sometimes we talk about good foods and bad foods. And I really had created moral values around food. So if I ate something that was in the bad category, I felt morally wrong. 
like I, I hadn't robbed any stores or like hurt anybody, but it felt morally wrong. So I really had to start detaching myself from a lot of these narratives and kind of unlearnings that I kind of gone through. And I had to do things like really hard things, which were like releasing control by getting rid of all the scales in our house, which was one of the hardest things to do because even while I was like in this like recovery zone, I was still weighing myself every day. And based on that number, I was treating myself differently. And I was treating myself as if I was a good person or a bad person, mm. or that I was having a good day or a bad day based on that, or whether I would reward my body or punish my body that day. So I really definitely had like this very like rude awakening because I almost had to step into everything I was afraid of, which was actually eating food to nourish my body and to eat full again, like to eat till I was actually full, not going to bed hungry anymore, which is something I'd gotten really used to doing and um, exercising in ways that I loved, not because I, not because I hated my body to actually start moving for reasons that were like for my mental health to start blocking that little spot on the exercise bike that showed how many calories I burned and allowed it to be an actual experience with it. But that's not to say that it's easy. I don't, and, and I think this is what's really hard is when you talk about body confidence and you talk about, you know, recovery from a lot of these things, everyone thinks you just wake up one day and suddenly you just love your body. And there has like, there are moments where I'm like, all right, like I feel really good in this, or this is a great day, I'm feeling really fine. But the majority of days, you don't love your body, you act in love. And I think that this is something that we've twisted with love in general. If you look at every relationship in our relational world, we don't, like, we understand, like even romantic relationships or in marriages, you don't wake up with butterflies in your stomach every day, but you wake up respecting each other. You wake up doing these little things that are tangible acts of love. But for ourselves, when we talk about self-love, we still expect it to be this like butterflies feeling like, oh, I just love what I look like. Therefore, I feel so good and confident to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that whole narrative kind of holds us back because then we're always waiting until we are blank until like we are that after until we're deserving of that job or pitching that book or starting that whatever it is we want to do or going to the beach with our kids whatever that might be it really can kind of hold us back so now i'm pregnant and i had to have to gain weight and it's been even when i talk about food for fuel and exercise because i love it i got so sick around week eight that i went from I was like on an exercise, like I hit some of my personal goals with fitness that week and it just like, I crashed. I got so, so sick. I wasn't able to exercise for six weeks. I couldn't eat anything except for like plain mashed potatoes, like not even like nicely mashed potatoes, instant mashed potatoes, like so the real, the, you know, like the Idahoan, like, yeah, it was just. I had a whole like Betty Croft, I was doing samples. I was trying to find my perfect mashed potato. But these are things that I was always like, these are my side dishes and it's the only thing I can survive on. So mentally I was still recognizing how much I had to unpack a lot of these food fears and this fitness stuff, but somehow also recognizing that the reason I was allowing myself to be this way is because it no longer was about me. I was still doing it because I'm now like, 
my body is now vessel carrying something else and I'm caring for something else. So therefore now I'm allowed to give myself a break. Now I'm allowed to create boundaries. Now I'm allowed to eat those damn mashed potatoes. So, I mean, I'm still in it. I think I'm, I think it will be a lifelong journey of learning how to love myself and not be so afraid of everything and just showing up exactly how I am, even in the ebbs and flows. So with that being said, Sarah, did you, when you first found out you're pregnant, obviously, you, you know, you're overwhelmed with excitement. Did that part of you with how hard you've worked over the last several years to, to kind of get to that comfort level with your body and lose that weight, did some of those anxieties kind of come back up? You're like, oh my gosh, I've been working so hard to change my body. Now it's gonna be changing out of my control. Like, where were those feelings at? Yeah, and because I mean, the last time I had kids, like all my babies were born before I was 25. So my postpartum started at a really young age. I'm 35 now. This is an entirely different game. And I've been actively trying to not focus so much on my body. And yet now it's the one thing that is so rapidly changing. I can't even stop it. So I think I really thought that I was in a much better place, but I would be lying if I didn't say I wasn't really afraid. I wasn't really terrified of some of these old feelings coming up. I think my biggest fear with it isn't necessarily how my body changes, it's how my mind might start to betray me in the sense of feeling like I'm no longer worthy of showing up, buying that outfit that I really wanna wear, going out socially again, and going back to a place of holding myself back. I recognize that like my body will ebb and flow. Like that's just how life is. It always will be. And so really kind of giving myself that grace, but also trying to really push myself beyond just being a body. And how can I, within these changes that will inevitably happen and come, how can I keep showing up? How can I keep being confident for things that have nothing to do with my body and just showing up in that over and over again. So I think that was like some of my most challenging thoughts in the beginning. For sure. Now, have you, with all the following that you have with with your whole journey, have you noticed men also reaching out to you with about their pot, their body issues or their you know mental aspects around it? Yeah. And it's funny because men are very quiet. They don't want to comment publicly because they feel like it's not their place, which is really sad. I I actually almost always get them in my DMS more than anything. And their, their struggles are very different, but we've actually seen that it's on the rise more than ever. There's now boys are getting just as susceptible to eating disorders as girls with the rise of TikTok and these younger bodies being pushed to get really, really jacked at a young age, which is like not exactly healthy for them either. We're starting to see more boys and men coming into body dysmorphic thoughts and eating disorders and eating disorders being on the spectrum of anywhere from binge eating, overeating, all the way to like fitness obsession, which is like orthorexia, which is you're overdoing everything. So I've I've definitely seen a rise in it, but it's unfortunate that men feel often excluded from the conversation or that it is a women's conversation. Because I I think that even looking and knowing the stats, we know that even if it's more of a women's issue, it's still everybody's issue. It's still something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And it just maybe manifests in different ways. But like my husband definitely has struggled with his body, but he's a little bit more passive with it. It's It's a bit of a quicker recovery for him as opposed to someone like me who just suddenly wants to burn her entire wardrobe and I have a bit of chip on my shoulder for the day. Yeah, It, it kind of plays out a bit different. That's so true because even like during quarantine and I'm kind of the same with you, Sarah, where 
if I step on a scale, if it's a certain number, I'm like the happiest person ever. I'm just like so nice. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I have like an extra glass of wine that night or whatever. If I'm over what my normal number is, I will literally starve my body in a very unhealthy way where it's like, I won't eat anything. I won't drink wine. I won't do this. I won't do that. And I'm going to like run harder the next day. Or it it becomes such an unhealthy habit, um, which I'm trying to like, change where I don't look at the actual number and I look at okay what muscles because I have been like working out more of okay what muscle am I you know fat am I burning and muscle am I gaining but it's so tough but like when Michael you know he looks in the mirror and he's like oh I got some love handles and like I could never say that I would I would I you know when I do I I go down a the the darkest rabbit hole ever and starve myself and he's he goes in the kitchen he's like I got love handles and he eats another donut and I'm like how do you do that Like, give me that, like, whatever that yeah. is. Like, I, I would want it. My husband loves to say, he's like, you know what? I gain and I lose about 30 pounds a year. But that's because I really love beer in the summer. And then I just work it off in the winter. <laughs> but it's like, they just kind of have this, like, whatever attitude about it. And so I don't know with women what it is with us that causes us to feel a little bit more pressure with it. But I love what you said about fitness as well. That's one of the reasons I started weight training. Because it was the first time I stepped into fitness where it was like, we actually don't want you to lose weight. We want you to gain it. Oh, and it actually got it, your measurable success was no longer what your body looked like. It was what can you lift and to watch your body change and actually gain weight, but you're getting stronger was such an empowering feeling. And one of the first times that I felt truly free from a lot of the things that the maybe negative thoughts that fitness had given to me as well. But I, I think that men are, are absolutely a part of this conversation, if not for themselves, then as allies to women, just to even understand why it is that we've maybe been walking backwards out of bedrooms and why we have no touch zones on our bodies and, and how to unpack the fact that women really do feel ornamental. We feel like that's what our role is a lot of times. And, and how can we kind of step away from that and recognize And my, my biggest exercise that I try and do for myself is when I look at the people in my, in my life, the people I love, when I name the top, five things I love about them. And you can think about, you can start to easily pull what these things are. When you think about your mother, your sister, your best friend, your husband, your whatever it is, rarely does their body land on the top of that list. It's not even in the top five. You wouldn't say, I love my husband because he's got great abs and a nice ass. You'd say, I love the, he takes care of me on a bad day. I love the way he hugs. I love, like for my husband, I love that when we're in a room full of people and there's one person alone, he takes time for that one person. I love that he has a way of making me laugh when all I'm doing is crying or brings um, some sort of a steady calmness to my irrational thinkings. I wouldn't say, oh, I just love the way his ass looks in a pair of jeans. That's not why I love him. But yet we ourselves think that our value in relationships is ornamental, that it is in the way that we look all the time. And a lot of times what happens is the way we look impacts the way we feel, which impacts the way we treat ourselves, which impacts the way we show up in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what has been really interesting is actually watching our relationship, our marriage get stronger because even while I was gaining weight, recovering from disordered eating, 
thing because it actually meant we were having better sex because I was getting more intimate and allowing, like having less no-go zones and actually enjoying myself that I was actually not just like keeping a shirt on, going backwards out of a room, trying to hide myself, but actually being present in a relationship. And so we actually experienced that, you know what, it's not about that. It's about bringing your best self to things all the time, but bringing your real self as well. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I, you know, what, cause your bird's papaya on Instagram, but where'd you come up with that name, by the way? I've always wondered that. So <laughs> it's a bit funny because back in like 12 years ago, when everyone started blogs, they all had like a really cute name. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled it from my daughter's nicknames. I had just my two girls at the times and their nicknames are Gemma Birdie and Maya Papaya. Uh, but it, I thought at some point I would like drop it, but it's been, it, that's just what it's been forever. It's kind of stuck with it. Same with the podcast. I, I called it the Papaya podcast just as like a, a joke. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm naming it. I'll figure it out later. Let's just call it the papaya podcast for now. Then we'll like switch it up. And now I'm like, yeah, we're the, it's been the papaya podcast for a year and a half. No, so it, like, yeah, we're here now. This is what we're doing. It's branded. It's you. I love it. And you know, I love the photos yeah. that you, you post to, um, with, you know, the body positive and showing your body and showing, cause there's so many times where, you know, I know a lot of women who have looked at photos and there's even one just the other day that I took and I was like, Oh, can't post that one. Like I like, look, I have cellulite or I look like I might, you know, someone be like, are you pregnant? Like, it's like you're, I'm so conscious of the, the comments or the, the hate that might come from it. And with you, it's like, you're just so you embrace it and you, you, you just own it and you, it's beautiful. Like it truly is. It's great to see, you know, you just like embracing it and, and do the comments ever like, I hope that people aren't mean, but do people say crappy things? Of course they do. Of course they do. But usually when I'm reposted on a different page, it's not often on my own page, but to be honest, it kind of gives me my fire in my belly again. It reminds me why I do what I do, because the fact is many of us aren't existing in our worlds and in our lives and in our own opportunity at memories, how many moms aren't going to the beach with their kids or having those memories with their families because of how they look like that's a tragedy that needs to end. But what I recognized is that it's kind of like that saying, once you tell a secret, it loses its power. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with me. I don't love posting pictures of my cellulite. I have never fallen in love with my stretch marks. I respect them. Mm -hmm. That's frankly all it is. It's a matter of respect. And so I've learned that when I share something, if I share it, it now no longer has this power over me. If I'm now openly sharing that, you know what, I'm a human being with actually functioning body that, you know what, did its actual job to stretch and expand like it was supposed to do. That's something that naturally occurring on my body, especially because I've lost weight being a little bit more prominent, like cellulite exists on my skin, doesn't, isn't a, isn't a negotiating fact whether or not I show up in the world. And so really recognizing, and it it really happened for me that the more I saw other women kind of showing up in their bodies, I felt better about showing up in mine. So I don't do it to kind of like coat my own ego. I do it because I understand that shame lives in these places. It lives in dark places. And if we can just see it in somebody else, if we know that other women are doing this, I didn't know that other women had stretch marks on their stomach like mine until like three years ago. So of course I was covering them in shame. Of course I felt bad about what I looked like. 
But now, three years later, it's common for me. I don't even feel anything weird about it. And not only that, but everyone in my relational world has now seen these photos. So what do I, what am I doing? Like feeling like I need to cover up or feel shame about it anymore. I feel free. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love you, Sarah. Yeah. And I love what you just said about (laughs) just because you have it doesn't mean you have to like it. Like you respect, you respect it. It doesn't mean you have to fall in love with, with aspects of your body or whatever that you may not like. So that's, that's amazing. You're definitely empowering men and women all over the country. So yeah. Thank you so much for what you do, Sarah. You're amazing, Sarah. I Thank love you. you. And everyone should go listen to the Papaya podcast and follow her at um, Birds Papaya, the Birds Papaya on Instagram. The Birds Papaya. The Birds oh, yeah. Papaya. Um, you're the best. I love you. Thanks for being you. And I took a lot from this. So thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you guys okay. so, so much. It was lovely. Yay. Have a great one. Thank Bye, you. guys. See ya. She's awesome. Love what she said about shame. Love what she said about the respecting your body. I think that was a great message for everyone to hear. Yeah. Respecting it doesn't mean you have to like everything about it. Amen to that. Love it. All right. Let's take a break and then let's read an email. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. 
Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, so let's take an email um, from Alex. Can I can I read the email, Jana? Would that be okay? Please. Easton, I would love if you read the email. I, the, these last few weeks, I haven't been able to be part of the podcast. I've just been sitting in my room alone, just reading emails out loud to, to nobody <laughs> or sometimes my wife. And probably having to edit me read them because <laughs> I always stumble over the emails. No, stop, honey. You're great. Don't. You, don't you have that. a beautiful reading voice, Mike. I'm, I'm really excited to hear that audiobook, by the way. Uh, so here's, this is from Alex. I'm having a hard time because my boyfriend and I were long distance for two years. And when he got a job promotion in San Francisco, we decided for me to move in, which is seven hours away from home. We were very happy. And as I was trying to get a job there during a pandemic while he was still going into work every day, I was lonely and bored and I kept great care of the apartment and finally made friends and I got a job. We were having some small, silly fights at the very end, but nothing I didn't think we couldn't handle. All of a sudden, he told me I should move out and go back to my parents' house. He said it'd take all the time I need, but I was so furious, I packed all my stuff and left within the hour. He called me a week later, explaining how miserable he is without me. And after he drove to me, we talked, and I decided to give him another chance. However, I am doubting that this is the best choice for me. I love him so much, and I want to be with him, but I don't know how to trust him again. I worry that he doesn't respect me because he kicked me out after I moved all that way, and he claimed that he needed to put all of his energy into work. He swears and promises there was no other women involved in any of this, and I believe that. But I worry we will find our way back to each other, and then he'll randomly leave me again. Is there anything to be done? I think your fear is valid. Like uh, her fear is—it's um, not validated. It's um, how do I say that? Where it's—I get her fear justified that it would happen again. Yeah, yeah, justified. I feel like your fear. Yeah, your fear. Your fear is definitely justified. I get that. Um, I would say, cause you know, in situations where like, how hot I know they're not going to do it again, or I've, you know, I've moved on my way and I've done all this. It's like, sometimes people mess up and sometimes people need a second chance. And sometimes it's hard to give that second chance because you're always going to wonder like, when will it happen again? Well, here's the deal. You can even, you can either live that way and say, when will it happen again? Or you can live with. What would have happened if I stayed? Would it have gotten better? Would we have worked out? So in my mind and kind of how I've always thought, especially just, you know, from my own situation with us is, babe, it's like, I'd rather, what can I live with? I could rather to myself say, what would it have been like if I stayed? And then if something happens and it's like, well, then I can check that one off and then I can, mm-hmm. you know, be fine and leave. Does more, that make sense? Yeah. You have more peace of mind knowing yeah. that you gave it. If you still have that feeling in there of giving it another chance. Right. Then if it happens again, then you're like, okay, bye. All right. This sucks. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Definitely understand that. Me, um, <clears throat> how I would approach it is y'all need to talk about boundaries mm-hmm. because you know, don't sit there and try to pry at what the reasoning was or whatever, because 
I just don't think it's worth trying to pry that out of him if he's if he doesn't want to talk about it. But if you set boundaries because you you decided to take him back or give him another chance, so you've done that. That's done and over with. Now set boundaries. Be like, okay, I'll I'll move back up there, but you know, you can't do what you did before. You can't just kick me out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're f- having feelings of just having to focus on work or issues with me being there, let's talk about it. Like there needs to be like a, a hierarchy of events that need to happen before y'all physically separate out of whatever your living situation is. So you can't, he just he can't have that right or power just to come home and be like, move out, go back to your parents, seven hours away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So y'all just need to have that conversation and be like, this that isn't an option. We have to talk about it. And there have to be steps that get us to that point. Yeah, for sure. If you're serious about this. For sure. You just set real clear boundaries. Yeah. I, th- I think when you say like that's not an option, it's like that almost like might scare the person. Like you have to be with me forever. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I get uh, what you're saying. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. It's. I know what you're saying, but I just want to make sure it's clear. Yeah, it's it's not an option to handle it in that manner. Sure. There's got to be. I mean, how old are they? It sounds young. So, you got to have a conversation. Create you're young, some, you're young. Create some boundaries. Yeah, create some boundaries. You're young adults. Talk about it. No one should be able to be able to just come home and say move out. I agree. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Good it's show. thundering outside right now, so um, I think uh, I think it's time to just snuggle up. <laughs> yes. Music to my ears. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, you're the best. Everyone have a safe, healthy, and happy week. See you. Bye. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because... It's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
but Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.